0: Welcome to NodeUp. Node.js relies on Google's V8 JavaScript engine for its essential functionality, and today we talk with three engineers on the Google V8 team about the past, present, and future of V8 and Node.js. Would you like to introduce yourselves?
1: Hey, Rich, thanks so much for having us. I'm Franziska, known as F. Hinkle on the web. I work on performance optimizations, type profile, and a profiler in V8, and I'm on the Node TSC.
2: Hello, my name is Benedict. I am also on the VA team. Uh, I was leading the TurboFan team before and now I'm focusing on Node.js
3: performance. And I'm young. I work on mainly on the debugger, also on snapshotting. And uh, I recently became a Node.js collaborator.
0: Awesome. So at Node Interactive in Vancouver, which was in October of 2017, Franziska gave one of the keynotes, and she announced that V8 no longer lands changes to the V8 code base if those changes are found to break Node.js. Can you talk a little bit more
3: about that? So what we did was almost a year ago, we set up a tribot on our waterfall, which means that every time a V8 commit lands, it's going to be checked against whether Node.js builds correctly and all tests, uh, tests pass. In addition to that, we also have that on our commit queue, which means even before any commit lands, there's a rough check about whether anything is okay. So this means usually any V8 commit should not break building and running Node.js.
0: So the bot builds Node and with a change in V8 and then runs the Node.js test suite? Exactly. And so what happens if a test fails?
3: Well, if a test fails, the commit doesn't land, and she or he who is writing the commit, how to fix things.
1: Yes, so the bot has helped us to find some actual changes in V8 that the V8 test suite didn't catch, but the node test suite catches. But of course, sometimes we explicitly make breaking changes to node, and in that case, the commit can't land either, and what we do is we first change our fork of node so that we can land the the changes in V8. And then when Node is updating V8, they usually cherry-pick our changes that we made on purpose so that it would work.
0: What was the decision-making process that led to to this policy?
1: So with Node getting more important, we realized we have to be more supportive there, and we cannot just break everything all the time. We also can't stop the world for V8. So we started with the bot, that was only a reporting bot, and most of the 8-committers didn't get notified by it. So that was a smaller sub of robots. Ali was helping, and Young and myself, to make sure we don't break anything there. And if people did land things that broke note then we would talk to them directly to figure out what broke it and see if we could fix it or how to fix it. And then over time, we realized that we had less and less problems, and we actually made the bot an official part of our commit queue but it wasn't blocking so everybody who committed saw right away if they broke something but they were not stop from submitting the v8 commit and then eventually we decided it's time and we can make it block in.
0: So is Node the only product besides Chrome that blocks v8 when it breaks?
1: Yeah Chrome, uh, Node is special and it's the only one on
4: our commit queue that's blocking v8.
0: Aside from Chrome?
4: Aside from Chrome obviously.
0: Now let's take a break to hear from our sponsor.
4: DigitalOcean has just launched Spaces, a beautifully simple object storage service designed for developers who want a simple way to store and serve a vast amount of data, including hosting web assets, storing user-generated content such as images and large media files, archiving backups in the cloud, and storing logs. They've simplified the essentials of object storage to save you time. Name your space and tap Create, and you're ready to go in seconds or use your favorite storage management tools and libraries. A large ecosystem of S3 compatible tools and libraries can be used to manage your space. We believe in simplifying our products to enable developers to build great software. To do that, we look at every opportunity to remove friction from the development process, including spending less time estimating costs associated with storage, transfer, pricing tiers, number of requests, and regional pricing. Spaces is available for a simple $5 per month and includes 250 gigabytes of storage and one terabyte of outbound bandwidth. There are no costs per requests and additional storage is priced at the lowest rate available. One cent per gigabyte transferred and two cents per gigabyte stored. Uploads are free. Spaces provides cost savings for up to 10 times along with predictable pricing and no surprises on your monthly bill. To make it easy to try. Both new and existing DigitalOcean customers can get started with a free two-month trial of spaces by going to up
0: Welcome back. We just got finished talking about how changes don't land in V8 if they break Node.js and the relationship between Node.js and V8. One thing we didn't mention was an experimental branch of Node.js that you can use to try new and exciting things in V8. Does someone want to explain more about this? Because I'm clearly not doing a good job.
3: The V8 team maintains its own fork of Node.js that lives on GitHub slash V8. And the branch that we are using to do the tests with the tip of tree V8 is called V8 LKJR. You can probably find it on the GitHub site. It gets updated every couple of days and we use it to run our test bots. And everybody who wants to try the newest V8 on Node.js can just fork it and find out.
0: So LKGR is last known good? Revision. Revision, right. And you don't have to build it yourself. You can download a nightly LKGR or something like that. Is that right?
1: You can download a version for every single V8 commit. They're always built. So definitely nightly, but usually more than once a day.
0: Oh, that's very exciting! I did not know that. So, okay, so that's for the not faint of heart. Cool. Yeah, it's
1: it's very experimental. So, don't do so anything with
0: it. Okay, so that will be all the uh, yeah. So don't put that in production, but that will give you. Uh, but I guess that's that's good if you want to test to see how uh, turbofan and ignition will affect a certain piece of code and that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, or if you can't wait for new language features.
0: So, speaking of turbofan and ignition, let's talk a little bit about crankshaft and the term crankshaft script. Benedict, can you describe what crankshaft script is? Yeah,
2: sure. So, this is a term that was probably coined by Ali. We're still trying to figure out who came up with this first, but also it doesn't really matter. The term crankshaft script is used to describe the kind of JavaScript you write when you specifically target certain optimizations in V8 and not try to fall off the fast path that we had for crankshaft where Crankshaft was our previous optimizing compiler. And it was really, it had a lot of performance cliffs. So it was kind of tricky to hit the fast path and not fall off the performance cliff, which could easily mean a 100x difference in performance. So what we saw in uh, Node Core a lot, and also in certain modules, was that people were trying to really develop for this one engine and write the code in a way that it would hit the fast path in crankshaft and this gave us a lo- a really hard time when we tried to ship tofan because we now had to reimplement all these not so nice javascript aspects that were built into crankshaft and also for for example the chakra core people are suffering a lot from this because they also need to reimplement this in the same way so one thing that we would like to do over time is try to migrate away and just write normal JavaScript, like idiomatic JavaScript, not try to focus on specific things inside the engine.
0: So people were writing JavaScript that, including including and perhaps especially including in Node Core, they were writing JavaScript that was not straightforward but was written that way to take advantage of, to be as performant as possible in Crankshaft. And then when, we, when, when V8 switched to TurboFan, that code would not be as performant, and and people would complain, and that sort of thing. Is that a fair summary of of the problem with Crankshaft Script? Yes, and
2: uh, adding to that, the problem was that, or is that, Node Core doesn't have a proper benchmark suite. So the, there are only micro benchmarks mostly, and most of the work is driven by looking into micro benchmarks. And inside of these micro benchmarks, you don't really. The real-world performance there is not really reflected in the micro-benchmarks. So if you make the code really fast on these micro-benchmarks, then you can easily penalize the case that is important for the real-world use cases. And this is really tricky
0: to get right. If I'm not mistaken, don't you have a uh, a benchmark suite that you recently created or or published or something along those lines about real-world usage of Node in tooling? That's right. We just launched the Web Tooling Benchmark
2: two weeks ago, and this tries to capture the important use case for tools like Babel, Webpack, UglifyJS, TypeScript, and all of these other tools that people use to write JavaScript or build JavaScript applications for the web and for Node nowadays. This is just one use case for Node, so there are other use cases, the microservices use case, the backend use case, and whatnot. We are also trying to get good benchmark coverage for that together with the Benchmarking
0: Working Group. Great. Do you know if the web tooling benchmark is running against Node periodically? Are the results published in an automated fashion anywhere? Yes.
2: If you check the Node Benchmarking web page, which is benchmarking.nodejs.org, then you see the web tooling benchmark is the latest addition to it. So it's the last benchmark. Currently, it needs some improvement because it's just it's not very fine-grained but we're working on that so it's it's already running against every node commit or every every night uh, so we get data already
0: uh, yeah i i i did not know that so that that i know that probably sounded like a softball question for something i knew but i didn't know that it was there and i'm looking at it right now and that's very exciting awesome thumbs up high five
4: <laughs> code chip is a hosted continuous integration platform in the cloud. Increase your development productivity and ship to production more frequently. Codeship lets you standardize your tooling and processes across your teams, speeds up your build times, and integrates into your existing ecosystem of tools. Codeship will be a great fit for your team, no matter if you want to speed up build times for your large apps, or if you want to set up complex delivery pipelines for your microservices using tools like Docker, Kubernetes, and others. Codeship has been ranked as a top five continuous integration vendor by the analysts over at Forrester. Visit Codeship.com to download the report for free. Spend less time managing your tools and speed up your software development. Give Codeship a try and sign up for free today at Codeship.com.
0: Welcome back. So one thing I've noticed about the various JavaScript VMs, V8, Chakra, SpiderMonkey, Nitro, these teams don't seem to treat each other as competitors. They kind of act as each other's, you know, they cheer each other on and things like that. They seem to collaborate a lot and they respect and admire each other even. And there's a sense that they're all kind of working to get together towards a better world for, for the web and for all users. And I kind of want to talk a bit about that because I want to know how much of that is just my perception or, you know, public perception and, and how competitive are the teams and is it friendly competition and and what's hidden from public view and that sort of thing. So, like, what kind of professional relationship and personal relationships do you have with people on, you know, chakra or spider monkey and those sorts of things?
3: So maybe I can start. Yeah, I think it's definitely a friendly competition. All of the four engines are open source. So everybody is free to just look over the shoulders of everyone else. We definitely don't have any hard feelings if any of the competitors beat us in any benchmarks. And we actually try to to beat them back. And, and I think uh, having competition is a good thing here. So regarding our goal, I mean, yeah, we definitely want people to use V8 and use Chrome and Node.js with V8. One thing we actually care about is to just push the web platform forward. And regardless of which engine you actually use, the web wins. And one example, for example, is that Firefox, like two years ago, started using our regex engine that was originally developed in V8. And since our code is open source and also uses an MIT license, oh, the BSD license, they were free to just use it. And we're actually happy that they do because every performance improvement that we do with our regex engine, they can get for free
1: and if another team does something cool we all have to catch up which ultimately benefits the user so it's pretty good mm-hmm.
3: and last time when i was at node interactive in vancouver i actually had plenty of time talking to developers of Chakra core and we definitely found a lot of overlap between what the things that we care about uh, we have to solve the similar uh, similar issues in both engines and it's definitely fun to talk to just people that share the same interests
0: along the same lines someone who was a google employee once told me that one of the cool things about working for google is that the main point of the business is to make sure the web you know like as long as you're doing something that's good for the web you're ultimately doing something good for google so that's kind of what i was thinking about when you're talking about Talking with Chakra Core people and having you know Spider Monkey or whoever it was use the use your regular expression engine. Did, uh, did speaking of which, did they uh, have they contributed anything to your reg, to your regex engine to improve it?
3: Uh, yeah, they actually have been filing bugs against the um, upstream version, and we have been looking for patches that we are going to contribute.
0: So, how does the existence of Chakra Core affect V8's approach to Node, or if at all?
1: Well, one thing is the NAPI, the native API, which has most of the work that went in is from Microsoft and IBM, so big thanks there. Um, That's a huge improvement for anybody who writes native modules because it allows you to compile once against this API and then not worry about different versions of the engine or even different engine vendors. So you compile your native module and then it doesn't matter whether you switch out the Node Engine V8 for Chakra Core, So that's a a huge benefit for the community, I think, and for the module system.
3: Yeah, and we're actually happy that somebody is doing this work because this also means that we don't have to care too much about breaking the API anymore because if anybody who writes native modules is using the NAPI, then he or she is just not affected by uh, API changes in V8 anymore.
1: Yeah, so this gives us a little more freedom, and also performance-wise, if there's competition, like I said, if one team does something cool, we have to catch up. So with Microsoft being in the space and, and more push for better benchmarks, that actually helps us to identify where we need to focus and where we can improve performance, and then again, that just comes back to the user as a better node product.
0: So, so you're all in the Munich office, and JS Congress happened there recently, and I saw lots of activity on Twitter about it. And tell me about that.
2: Yeah, it was awesome to have it here. It was probably the second biggest JavaScript conference in Germany this year, if not, no, it wasn't the biggest. JS EU was a bit bigger, but still, so this was a really big conference. We had this awesome deep track, which is was run as kind of an open space slash unconference style. So uh, people could just bring their questions or their discussions that they wanted to have with uh, expert from V8, from Webpack, from Microsoft, and do all these discussions in an open space so that everyone can collaborate. And it's not just these coffee break talks among certain people, which I, I like a lot. I think this was even better than the main tracks, <laughs> personally. We got a lot out of the deep tracks. In addition, we had the, the panel discussion on the future of JavaScript with Brian Teltson, Matthias Binance and me on stage. And that also was very interesting and I think it was important to demonstrate that we work together and not against each other. Maybe Jan I want to say something as well?
3: yeah I, I found it very interesting and well also convenient that it was in Munich there were a, uh, a lot of V8 team members attending that conference so if you were there chances are that you were uh, you ran into some of us
0: the uh, Matthias Beinen's Benedict mirror Brian Turlson panel is on YouTube and is definitely worth watching and we'll be sure to stick a a link to that into the show notes for people so it's time for plugs and i don't know what i'm going to plug so i have to think for a few seconds so does anybody have something they would like to plug it can be anything
2: yeah i have something that i would like to plug in so we are looking for help from the community to build meaningful benchmarks especially on the note side on the website it's it's not that difficult because we can just crawl the web and see what's out there but on the note side it's close to impossible to do that especially since a lot of that is also closed source so uh, we are looking for input for example on the web tooling benchmark where we have people from Babel and Webpack already collaborating but it would be nice to also get other people from other tools excited about it and uh, in addition we, we are also very interested to get benchmarks or important performance data of other use cases like server-side rendering or microservices, that is not covered very well at this at this point,
3: or just JSON uh, payload,
0: <laughs> or just meaningful JSON payloads, yes. So, how should people who have this information or want to get involved get in touch with you? So, the Web Tooling Benchmark is hosted on GitHub. It's on GitHub
2: vh Web Tooling Benchmark. We are open for pull requests. So, if there's anything you'd like to improve please help us. There's also already an open issue where Henry Zhu from Babel outlined possible improvements for the Babel workload. This would probably be an easy starter if you have some ideas of how Babel works. But you're welcome to contribute essentially everything. One other open issue is for example to restructure Rollup in a way that we can test the core tree-shaking logic which is currently not possible. The roll-up maintainers are up for that, but they don't have a lot of time at this point.
0: Thanks for listening. Follow NodeUp on Twitter. If you'd like to sponsor the show, please email nodeup at gmail.com. We would love to have you. Thanks and bye. Thanks, everybody.